Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. A uh, lot, lot to talk about today, Tim. I, I, gotta, yeah. I have a bit of an agenda here <laughs> of things that I'd like to talk about. That's fun. Um, starting, maybe not starting with, but just to run through kind of the things so that we don't forget to touch on them before this episode ends. Ooh, well, I like this. I want to talk like about... like Sports Center had the bar <laughs> next to it. Yeah, exactly. I want to talk about Tuka Rask. There's some new yeah, like new details on on what's going on with Tuca. Um, yeah. I don't like, want to see it long term, but he looks he looks kind of sick in the Providence jersey. Those jerseys are pretty pretty fire, right? I mean, come on. Uh, we also oh, have sorry. we we have the the game last night to talk about against Minnesota Wild, which was dare I say wild? Yeah, sounded like it. <laughs> Sounded like even though you didn't get the result you wanted, you got your money's worth last night. Yeah. Um we have some we have some stuff to talk about on the injury front, on the depth front for the Bruins as well. And I would like to talk about some David Krejci information too. Whoa. This is new to me. This is uh, new to you and wait. it might not be what you think. But we'll get to that at some point. You know, uh, there's several things I think it could be, and if it's none of those, then then we're talking. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so that's the that's the ice side of things, yeah. Yeah, and then I figured I'd let you loose on your uh, your Celtics takes because, yeah. uh, man, I I don't even know where gonna, to begin, and I'd like to just you know hand it over to you at that point. Yeah, we got no sports center rundown. This will we'll this we'll go organized and then off the rails. Welcome to Balcony Chatter. Yeah, yeah. If this is your first time listening, that's usually how it goes. Bit of structure, a oh, lot of off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A lot, a lot of uh, we seem to do better when I rant. So right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so while while it's fresh in my mind, let's talk yeah. about the game last night. Okay, yeah. Um, a game that I I believe that the Bruins should have won, and not because Minnesota is not a good team, but because I think that we outplayed them. We just unfortunately uh, didn't come out on the winning end. I mean, yeah, it, I and guess, you know, no loss is a good loss, but uh, hanging with a good team is better than not. Right? right, and I think that that was a test as well to be able to hang with them and and prove that we're not just beating bad teams like New Jersey and and teams like that. Right. So the good thing that I'll start off I'll start off with the positives for for the last few games in general is that we're finally getting some depth scoring from this team. Like we're not just seeing the first line score, but we are seeing, you know, some players that haven't scored yet get either back on track or get their first goal. Felino got right. his first goal not last night, but recently Pasta yeah. finally got that this week, right? That curse off his back, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and and I think oh, it I was, absolutely want to call it a fucking curse. Yeah, because he was yeah. due. I, I mean, yeah. Um, but the depth scoring this year, I don't think he's gone. But you know, it's just been it's been a struggle. Yeah, and I think it it definitely comes down to um, having so many days off in between games and having the schedule be oh, stopped dude, yeah. and. You know, yeah. it's it's tough for a guy who's used to scoring a bunch of goals in a row to be disrupted so often. We're going to have, I mean, I haven't looked at the games played recently, but it, it does feel like we're going to have some a dense amount of hockey going forward at some point. 
you know, it's going to not let up because it has just been so few and far between. I know the whole league stopped, but we were on the short end of the stick prior in terms of games played prior to that. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it many times that we're going to have to make up for this somewhere, and it's probably yeah, not going to exactly. be in our favor. It's just going to mm-hmm. be this is no. when it happens, and this is how it happens, and pretty much yeah. figure it out. I want to see how this pl- this team plays through those. I, I, I honestly think they're going to do – I think that's going to be more in their wheelhouse to be able to get that kind of ice time in a given week. Uh, you know, I look forward to like three games in a week. You know, maybe even even if there's four, you know, in a seven-day stretch, I, let's go. So I want to see what we can do. I think I, I honestly think this team can play to it. Just to, give you, to that. just to give you a little bit of an idea on the games coming up, we play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So we're basically every other day and or back to back. And let's see how they do in these back to backs. I mean, like, what have we? What are we all year in back to backs? Is 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 what I'm curious about. Like, have we had any to this point? I see one with two losses. That's rough. Uh, I see. We had one in December. We had a back to back Vancouver and Edmonton. We lost to Vancouver one in Edmonton. Yeah, so here's here I'll run through them because I got the I got the whole schedule here. Florida, Carolina, two losses back in November. Yep, two very um, good teams. Two of the top teams in the East, in my opinion. That's a tough back to back. That's a that's a real like if we if we if we swept we we would be like okay oh maybe we've uh, underestimated this team a little bit right. Um, then you got uh, home and away. New Jersey, Montreal, five two, five two. I like that. And yep. then home and away, Philly, Calgary, uh five two win over Philly. And and by the way, those are <laughs> quote unquote back to back backs back to backs. With five with days off five in between. Days. Oh my yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, ridiculous. So big loss and Calgary's good, right? Calgary is they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Uh lost in it. Yeah, the Edmonton, uh, you know, the one in Canada, Vancouver and Edmonton. That was impressive. Um, I don't know. I I think yeah. Montreal, Philly. Let's win those. We've done it. Need to win those. Like, Dude, yeah, those are two did. bad teams. Yeah, like, like uh, we haven't done that exact back to back, but we've played these teams and we've won, beat both of them in back to backs. Let's like I just foot on the gas pedal. We got the next two weeks. I'm seeing right here, or this week is a is a four game week which we're two and one in right now with Tampa coming up on Saturday. Yep. And then the next week I'm talking Sunday to Saturday here is another four game week with Washington, Montreal, Philly, and Nashville. I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean, barring another shutdown, and I don't even want to talk about that as a, as an option or anything like that, but barring another shutdown, uh, you know, this is a real stretch that we're in the midst of right here of shake the damn cobwebs off. See what you got. And it's good so teams, too. it's nice too. to see other guys. Yeah, and it's good. Exactly. And it's good to see the other guys, you know, more names in the mix. Like, yeah. When it, when, like, when I'm watching the Celtics here at the Bruins game, I'm still getting the alerts, and it's nice to see the different names pop up. Right. Yeah, and I'm still curious what's going to happen with this February break. If we're not going to the Olympics, I don't see why they would just shut the league down for three weeks for no reason, um, especially if there's games that need making up. But they haven't to my knowledge really said what they're going to do in that time and now I'm reading somewhere that there's potential that the players because they're so angry about being pulled out of the Olympics that they might opt out of the all-star game which in the back of my mind I kind of thought about that earlier you know once when they had actually pulled out of the Olympics because 
you're pulling us out of the Olympics because you think that we might get COVID because of all the exposure or because of whatever reasons. And then you want me to go to an all-star game where every the best player from every team is going to go to one spot and potentially infect everyone else. Like, I think the players might try to back out of that. It makes sense to me. I think it's, yeah. And I, I think they should exercise that power because, you know. And maybe it's just to stick it to the it, league. But I, think it is a, I think it's ridiculous. I, th- I think the whole thing's ridiculous. Why are they playing if they can't go do this? I wonder what the percentage of Olympians would be NHLers if this wasn't the call. I really do wonder that number. Yeah. And outside of that, it's like you, what you're saying is you don't trust your own ability to keep your players healthy during that. You don't trust the Olympics' ability to do it. And I, I don't see why not, you know. I well, and with uh, I don't want to get political, but other countries like seem to have a, somewhat of a grasp on this. And, <laughs> and so with the Olympics, like, are we afraid of a, like how we are? I don't, I don't right. get it. I think that with the All Star Game specifically, that's going to make the players even more upset because it, to them, it's like this is just a cash grab for the NHL. Like this doesn't this doesn't do anything for me. Like I, I don't need to showcase my to the world. I'm already the best player on my team. So people know who I am already. This isn't. This doesn't do anything for me. Obviously, you know, players like to be recognized that they're on the all star t- all star team and in the game and the skills competition. It's cool. It's fun. But we all know that it's a cash grab for the NHL. So I don't know. But we. I mean, obviously, we get some big games coming up. I don't know when the all star break even is this year. Maybe it's in February. Also, I don't know. But I think, you know, I'm happy with that game last night to circle back. And we should have won. We could have won. But there were a lot of reasons why we didn't win as well. Yeah. I think that, you know, I don't know how many times I can say this without sounding like a broken record, but I don't like to blame the officiating. But on both sides of the puck, there were terrible calls last night. Missed calls, makeup calls. Just terrible, and it it absolutely. You attribute that too. Do you think COVID has any effect on that? Like, there's something like like uh, almost a third of the officials in the NBA, or over a third, I believe, have had COVID. Is it that, or is it? No, I mean, it's not. If you're talking no, broken I, record, we're going since before COVID. I know, I don't want to call it that. I think yeah. that. Uh, I think it was just one of those nights. I don't know what it was because, you know, we haven't really seen that much this year I don't think you and I have argued or not argued but complained about officiating really this year I know that not much it tends to happen there's been games but I don't think we've had you know at the end of last season uh, certainly in the playoffs we were having you know uh, full-on conversations about officiating in the game not just in well that's just it right I mean uh, we we tend to complain about officiating when it matters the most meaning in the playoffs when it really does dictate whether or not like your season could end because of bad officiating. So I think that's probably why it's so it's such a big deal for us come playoff time. But I mean, there were so many missed calls last night or so many bad calls that it really did alter the outcome of the game. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. So I'm not trying to blame the loss on that. They scored more goals than us. That's what it comes down to. Um, like I said, there was missed calls on both sides of the puck, so we benefited from some things. They benefited from others. But one thing that I have a major problem with, it 
and it's the league. I'm not talking about just this game last night. There's these extra phantom or fake calls that they come up with when whenever there's a fight now. So you, they each get five minutes. One guy gets an additional two minutes for roughing. I, I mean, it, it's it's just ridiculous. You can't stick up for yourself. You can't stick up for your teammates. Frederick last night got into two fights. One of them, he absolutely dummied the guy. I don't think that he was a fighter whatsoever. I don't even think he was tough. Um, so that makes sense. But the reason that Frederick got into that fight was because this player, which I, you know, I... I I applaud him for sticking up for his teammate. They thought that it was a dirty hit on the best player on their team that Frederick put into the boards. And you have to you have to answer for that no matter what. So I don't have a problem with that. The thing that frustrated me was that after Frederick got put into the box and got his additional penalty for boarding or whatever they wanted to call it, uh, Marcus Felino brother of Nick Foligno, Boston Bruins forward, uh, went straight over to the box where Frederick was, and he basically called him out. And he was like, you you got me next. He's like, you... Essentially, I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing. I didn't hear what he said, obviously, and I don't know, but he was pointing at Frederick, pointing at himself, like, I, you know, when you're out, come find me. You hit my best player, and you tried to fight a guy who's not a fighter, so come find me. And... I, I don't have a problem with that. But then when they got into a fight after Frederick got out of the box in the next period, Frederick stood up for what he did. He didn't back down and not fight. So you got to give him a little bit of credit on that for taking his lumps and all of that. But Frederick got an extra two minutes for a high stick that didn't even happen. But this guy comes right over to Frederick. He starts the fight. He makes it happen. Frederick just does his job and does what he does. But Frederick gets an extra two minutes. There's no instigator penalty. There's no roughing penalty on the other guy. There's no nothing. Frederick got a high stick and a five-minute major for something that didn't happen. So it's frustrating when things like that, random calls that give the opposing team or even us, like make it make it make sense to me. Because you're making calls that don't even, they're not there. So it's super frustrating because we love this game. We love hockey. Fighting is a part of hockey. It's not taken out yet, which I feel like eventually down the road, unfortunately, that's the, the the road they're going down. But, like, let it happen. Let them fight. Give them five minutes each and be done with it. If he high-sticked him and that's why they fought, extra two minutes, 100%. Didn't happen. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating to me to see what's happening, what they're doing yeah. to the sport and to the games when they're dictating them like this. If you're gonna punish it, punish it. If you're gonna stop it, stop it. Right. You know, if 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 it's in the game, let it be in the game the way it is. These phantom calls are awful. Uh, I don't know if it's to up scoring in games, but it's you know, obviously hurting the outcome of games. A a, a single goal makes or breaks a lot of hockey games throughout the year, and we have 32 teams playing 82 of them, so it's just. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no room for it. Just give and them again, both the like, five. I'm bummed when they get rid of fighting, right? But good God, I, I, the phantom shit is almost more nauseating than the idea of getting rid of it. And listen, I, I don't, I, I think it's going to be hard. Like even when they do, because at a certain point, it's going to be. First of all, there's a whole, there's an entire type of guy 
that's going to be out of the out of the league. And, and then outside of that, there's there's a part of every player that's going to kind of need to be suppressed. I I, I don't. It's not going to go smoothly, but these phantom calls are so far from the answer. Well, the uh, issue you is start by threatening fines. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to tell you what to do. It's not my job. I say don't get rid of fighting. Right. But uh, it's just it's just it's it's disgusting. Like it's it's gross. And like I don't I don't know. I don't read the after game reports the next day when like I, and I think the NHL does these much like the rest of the leagues where. It, They'll come out and be like, oh, this penalty was actually, you know, this was crap, our bad. Like, this one shouldn't have been called. This one should have been called. Yada, yada, yada. But they, if they're doing that and they're coming out and saying, oh, yeah, uh, well, this was, uh, this is a phantom call. Like, if they're owning it, I don't care if they're owning it or not owning it. It's just get them out. Like, right. It's, it's garbage. It's just, it's, and like the third's just flat. Like it didn't even work. You know, it's just like the third period was flat last night. It was just like it was. It just felt like all this build towards just like, and that was the the game. Well, I mean, I did. I definitely didn't expect such a physical game against a random team like Minnesota for us. I mean, they're not a random team in the league, but I mean, what does it matter to us? We play them twice no, a year. But I also always feel like the Bruins have like a couple of couple of teams out there like that yeah i mean clearly yeah, and it's not even like and i'm not even talking like the blues or anything like that i just feel like there's always a couple of teams where it's just like they'll go and it'll be you know just like 50 penalty minutes between the two of them i last i did i, I added it up while, while you were going there for a second uh it's it was 28 to 22 penalty minutes <laughs> oh last God. night well yeah so and, and that that was bonk. just another thing like take away Take away the missed calls. Take away the calls that were bad, right? Still too many penalties. Let, let's talk 100%. about that because... 100%. You, you cannot be in the box that long. And we Bruins were the 28, by the way. I, I, I believe that. And, and then four minutes of those, four minutes of those penalties were Patrice Bergeron in the box. He had two minors last night, which almost never happens. It's very yeah. rare for him to get two penalties in a game. Uh, so... For four minutes of that game, you were without your best player, your best center. Like you, you know, they they cannot be in the box that long and that often. It felt like the longest game of my life last night, and it was entertaining. I'm not saying it wasn't, <laughs> but it felt like I was like, "Yo, this yeah. game's getting over at midnight for sure." Yeah. That's when you pretty much got home. That's I got why home. you're listening to us now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. so they need they need to pay attention to that because. I love that they played more physical last night. It was what we needed, but it didn't work in the sense that everything was getting called. Like in those types of games, you can't play that physical because they're going to call every single thing and it's going to be a rough night. It's going to be a long night. And thankfully they called it, you know, 28 to, what do you say, 20 or 22? 28 to 22, yeah, 50. I mean, that's a lot of penalties for Minnesota too. I, I, I agree. And and they don't have a game misconduct on their side. Right. You know, so take that out and, you know, you, you know, we lose a guy, so I don't think it's worse. But, you know, they had more penalties called on him. It's brutal. Individually. But, but just too much. It's just it's too much across the board. It's, it's 18 to 22 at that point. You take the 10 out. Yep. 
It's, it's ridiculous. So before we get into the Tuca and Krejci thing, I do want to touch on a couple other things while we're here um, okay. a- after the game. So uh, Jake DeBrusque still on COVID, uh, still not playing. There, okay. That, that – I don't know what that means for this trade that he's requesting. Obviously, he's still requesting a trade, and we know that, and we know how that works. But, I mean, he's not showcasing what he has right now. And to be honest, he was hot before he got put on COVID. He's playing very well, had a few goals, was actually looking good out there. And So you think that, you think that hurts him? I don't think it hurts him. I think it just hurts us in the fact that we had to wait an entire week before we could even be like, okay, anybody really want him because we can't trade him while he's on COVID. Nobody's going to take him. What's he going to do? So I, I just don't know how it's going to work out now when he comes back, if he's going to come back, play a bunch of games. And then, you know, we're going to get to a point where they have to trade him. Like this is, you, what are you going to keep him in the trade deadline's going to pass? And then he's going to be like, well, now I guess I'm here the rest of the year. God, that's awkward. Like I know, I know the trade deadline's a while away, but you know what I'm saying? Doesn't seem like they're in any rush. Uh, we're dude, we're, you know, we're past the new year now. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe maybe a ways away, but it, it's coming. I will look up what the date is right now. I bet it's mid Feb, right? Early early to mid. The twenty one twenty two NHL trade deadline isn't until March twenty first, twenty twenty two. Whoa! All right, I'll see you later, folks. Take care. <laughs> Where's my hat? Um. All right. Well. It is a ways away, but he asked for a trade a month and a half ago, right? Probably a month. Yeah. At least. So. It's just make the move. You change your team. Well, it's just, it, it unfortunately. I, I, it's, I know it's I know it's difficult with the COVID thing and no one's going to take him or whatever, but I, 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 I don't, I don't think this should flirt with the deadline though. I'm with you. I will say that I, I I am very impressed with Jake DeBrusque playing very well since, and I don't know if that's to help his case or if that's just to be like, look, I don't, I'm not going to come in here and be a slouch or just sit on the bench and sulk. He's like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to play. I mean, it makes him look better to be playing well, obviously. So I don't really care what the reasoning is. I I just appreciate that he's playing well when he is playing. Me too. And uh, we've we've gone over this. We don't really need to touch on it again, but we'd love to just reiterate: don't boo him. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. You don't want him. He doesn't want to be here. He's still producing for us. Don't boo. Don't boo him. He's not. He's not like he's throwing games. Like, right. Exactly. If he was Good not Lord. playing well, and it looked like he was just coasting, different story. Hundred percent. Boo the hell out of him. That's right. annoying. Any 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 athletes doing that? Boo him. And look, you can. But, uh, don't get me wrong. You can dislike him right now, and you can want him to be gone. You can want him to be traded. That's fine. Yeah. I just think you look like an asshole if you're booing him. That's it. That's we think that. I, right. I, I think I could speak for the two of us. Sure. Um, another good, uh, a positive sort of. It was a negative. Charlie McAvoy was out last night against Minnesota. Really could have used him in that game. Um, for physicality, for, you know, obviously for being our best defenseman. But it, it looks like he's going to play on Saturday against Tampa. He is making the trip, which is all well and good. And we're hoping that he's playing because John Moore, he, he ain't it. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um. 
So, I, I, you know, looking forward to getting McAvoy back in there. Hopefully everybody else is doing all right and healthy and all that. So uh, really need him back. It's really tough to miss him in any games. So I'm, I'm hoping that Saturday, especially with a team like Tampa, get him out there. Um, he's going to play a lot of minutes, I would imagine. Now on nice to get a D man onto the the uh, the thing that a lot of people are talking about hot topic right now all all the rage what's going on all the rage hot topic not the store but shout out if you want to sponsor us um, for sure for sure yeah uh, well yeah well, well I'm down whatever yeah Tukarask <laughs> woo so two U's two K's two games canceled. Okay. Two games canceled <laughs> because he was supposed to play in Providence tonight. He was Friday yeah, night. And you were supposed to be there, and I bought tickets and everything. Puck would be drop. Puck would either have dropped twenty ago or be dropping in ten, right? Uh, I think it was seven a seven ten puck drop or something like that. Ten minutes. Okay. So yes, uh, that would have been that would have been great. But the next two Providence games have been canceled, not because of the Providence Bruins. I looked into it. Uh, we kind of already had COVID run through that locker room. So it was the Phantoms, I believe, is who they were playing. It, it, they have issue, they had issues with them, and they were playing back-to-back. So, Okay. Well, I'm worried about these second laps that are going on as well. Yeah. Jason Tatum, you, you may or may not remember, has already had COVID this year besides last week. Cool. Hopefully, Hopefully it doesn't run through the Celtics locker room again. Peyton Pritchard's the only guy out right now with it, so. Oh man, I think he's pretty much. We're down to being. Everyone's going to be on antibodies in a minute here. Yep. I just feel like everyone's going to be ready to get it again when the playoffs start. Anyways, that's a fun thing to say. Just <laughs> what, so all right, Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask doing some conditioning down in Providence, which ultimately means that there's almost no chance that he doesn't come back to Boston, right? I mean. The only reason I say uh, almost no chance is... I feel like that would be a catastrophic uh, (laughs) thing would have to have happened. Well, but there's no contract in place yet. Only with Providence, as far as as I know. So, I mean, again, it would be something crazy, random, that he didn't come back to Boston. But, obviously, they have a goaltending situation to figure out when that happens. And it'll be interesting. But I, you know, I'm I'm still looking forward to hopefully seeing him play in Providence. Should they l- allow him to still condition down there, unless they think that they just wanted him to get some reps in over the next week, and then he'd be up up with Boston. I don't know, but if he plays in Providence, I will be I will go, and I will report back and tell you how he did, because obviously I'm an expert. Yes. <laughs> But That's why you host this, this podcast. <laughs> I was looking forward to it, man. I was looking forward to seeing Tuca play. And especially, like, I know that it's it's different, but it would be cool to see him play in Providence, would it not? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I would. I mean, I, the only I, way that it wouldn't be cool is if. I would love to go to those games. If I he gets rocked really and lets up six goals at the AHL level, maybe that's why he doesn't have an NHL contract in place as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's the worst that could happen, or his career ends somehow. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. It's dark. It's dark over here on the parquet. I have an interesting question for you. Okay. So I was watching um, 
I, I was watching a vlog on YouTube as the the kids do these days. You know, sure, yeah. And, I, feel like adult, I feel like that's an adult thing now. Yeah. It's so long. And it was the, a question was brought up of if you had to choose, right? It, it, say you had to choose looking at this Bruins team right now, where we stand and what we look like going into the playoffs and or into the rest of the year, you can only take one back. You have the option of getting Tuka Rask or David Krejci. Who do you choose to put back on this team today? David Krejci. And, and and look, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe some people are going to be upset about that. I agree with that one hundred percent. I don't think it's a. I think it's a no brainer, really. Um, and that's not a uh, value versus value thing for me. That's a what this team needs right now. And it's much. It's more leadership and it's more offense. And that's one of the best point scorers that we lost and. I know he's you know been out and whatever, and it's maybe not going to be exactly the same David Krejci, but uh, I'd rather roll the dice and find out. Well, I think it comes down to, like, we we talked about this at the very beginning of the season. We were extremely excited to see what this team was going to do before David Krejci had decided that he was not going to return. So your team got so much less intimidating, and the depth went way down just by not having David Krejci there on your second line and your second power play unit or your first, however they decided to draw it up this year. But it made this team less lethal because you could have had that second line with it in elite center. I, I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I don't like to say that for players who aren't actually elite, but like David Krejci makes plays. He sets up plays. He makes good players, great players. So, And then you have borderline to legitimate past all-stars on your third line right it's crazy well this this kind of brings me to to the david krejci information that i yeah, wanted let's to go. bring all to right you. we've teased it out here for a bit <laughs> so david krejci's mad let me just say that i'll start i'll start off with that i don't know you obviously you haven't seen any of this today but from the reports that came out david krejci was kind of asked about what's going on with the Bruins right now, where they stand, having pasta on that second line. And Krejci said that, he said, this is a quote, uh, Coach Cassidy rarely let the two of us play together. It must have been something to split the first line and give pasta, give pasta to me, maybe for a maximum of two matches. So maybe this is translated because I feel like he maybe he would have said games, but maybe this is a translation from somebody asking him in check. Um he also said, after years, I leave Boston, and suddenly it's possible. And that surprised me. Cassidy always told me that he had no reason to take pasta off the first line and that it would be as short as possible to dismantle the forces. And I had to take it. But now pasta has five or so many matches on the line with Taylor Hall and Howla, and it's just strange. Uh, I dare say that whenever we played together, it worked for us, and it was useful for the team. Sometimes the coach put us on overtime or on four, four against four, and the mutual chemistry was there right away. We scored goals, and now just thinking that that could have, that he could have taken pasta out of first for me, and everything could have looked different. Uh, and then he, and then he was asked, you know, uh, about his plans of returning to the Bruins, and he said, "No one knows right now, including me." Now, so he went after coach, and then said, "Yeah, I don't know." 
Well, <laughs> going back. Cool. Honestly, that sounds uh, bad, and it wasn't what I thought. And uh, yeah, all right, you nailed it. So there's a couple things to unpack here. Like, did this was was David Pasternak not being able to play on the second line a, a factor in Krejci deciding to go to check? You know, did he feel like like Smith wasn't going to be enough for him to have that elite second line of Krejci, Pasta, and Taylor Hall. Yeah. So was this a deciding factor on why he left? We don't know. We can only speculate. And, you know, he sounds genuinely upset about it. I mean, he knows. you got to imagine that him and Pasta, obviously, they get along great. They've been very good friends since Pasta came to the team. They speak the same language. The chemistry has to be there. They're both top, you know, they're they're Olympic level players. They're they're two of the best players in the world for their country. Like they there's no way that they wouldn't play together at least a little bit or, or play well together. So it is frustrating because ever since we've broken up that first line, both lines have played better. And I think that it'd be even better with with, with Krejci as the center of that second line. And Smith staying on the first line. I have a question. Go for it. Would you rather David Krejci as the center of the second line and having never left, or Bruce Cassidy as the head coach? Come on. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's I feel a factor. Like... Let's say it is a factor. Let's say it's beyond a factor. It's the reason. I think it's hard for Are you me. Pissed at, are you pissed at him? I mean, is he is he too rigid with lines? Is it crazy that these this shakeup happened after Krejci? I'm maybe upset. Maybe there's an argument. It, you don't if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And we know how hot that top line has been in the past, and how hot they have not been this year. But if it is a thing, if it is a factor, if it's maybe even the reason, are you pissed at Cassidy hypothetically? If it is a reason. That, you know, Krejci was basically the reason if he pled his case that he wanted to have David Pasternak on his line to try to see how it would go. And they obviously have chemistry. Then, yes, I'm upset. I'm very upset that it wasn't even a possibility because with what they did in the offseason, maybe they don't do all of that because they don't have the money because they have to sign Krejci. But they would have got at least a few of those pieces that they did get. You still have absolutely. You still absolutely. have, and here's the thing: they had to get a lot of those pieces to try to fill the hole that is missing David Krejci, and they didn't all the way. But, and, uh, but a lot, some of the pieces got better in other areas, right? You know, like we don't have that second line center really, but we, you know, we have solid centers, but we don't have da- a David Krejci. Correct. Uh, we still have Patrice Bergeron, but we used to have both. We, uh, so, yeah, it's it's. I guess what I'm trying to say is that even if you got half of what you did this offseason, you still have, with David Krejci on this team, enough enough depth for this team to be special. So I, I agree that they're special. They're still lacking on the defensive end, but I agree that they're special. Yeah. Well, but I suppose there's another thing right there. If you had you kept David Krejci and picked up like a Felino, um, you would have had pretty good depth on this team. And then maybe whatever you have left over, that could have been spent on defense instead of additional forwards and and whatnot and a $5 million goalie. But that's besides the point. 
Oh, man, I really don't want to talk about him. <laughs> okay. I really don't want to talk about him. I want him to be the odd man out. It's just not going to happen, so. Nope. Uh, I don't really even have a problem with him. I do have a problem with his contract. I really do. Yes, absolutely. Massive contract. Yep. This could. This is starting to smell like a bad contract. So it's I... I like, it's a lot of money. Jeez. I tried... And I think I succeeded to skirt around that, the, answering that question that you had asked me. Um, yeah, I mean, you did. I think you hit a few trees, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you certainly have avoided the mess in the road. Uh, I don't have an answer for that one, man. That's a tough question. Because people people want Bruce Cassidy's head because we're not, you know, in first place. We've been to a final. We've won a President's Trophy. We're, we're a good team. We're not, it's almost uh, like the city expects titles or nothing or bust. It's not almost like that. It is like that. Like it, oh, yeah. everybody is I, very. I, that was a little sarcasm. They got their blinders on. Ime's head has been called for since game 10. Yeah. Well. And he's I, due here. Look, I I told you I was going to let let you go loose on the uh, the Celtics. And I, and I want to know. I want to hear about it because. I, I unfortunately I am very upset with them. I mean they've blown so many leads. They have issues, but I I obviously when I'm at the Bruins games I don't get to watch the Celtics games. But getting that text from you last yeah, night that they covered. they were up 25 at one point and then lose a by a you know on a buzzer beater that that can't happen, man. Yeah, I mean we lost the game obviously way before the buzzer beater. Um yeah, clearly. You know, it's here. I'll I'll quote our our coach. Our, our I won't say anything mean, but uh, uh, the athletic the eighteen minutes ago, as we've been recording, I just had this pop up on my phone. Quote: It's a lack of mental tough toughness. As Ime Udoka calls for leader leader to step up, another collapse pushes Celtics into a full blown crisis. Wow. Fun. Um, it's never Zach good when Lowe it's called a has, crisis. Yeah. Zach Lowe, the low post, has talked about breaking up the Jays. Kendrick Perkins, who I believe does the interim basketball, has talked about breaking up. It, it says it needs to happen straight up. Um, the breakup of who? The Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. One of them has to go. Okay. Uh, he's thrown out. They don't even like playing with each other and whatever. It's just like it is. We are the topic of hot take media right now. It is front and center. And it is not going to quiet down until we start playing very, very, very good basketball, which I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. Or they get uh, traded. Or one of them or one of them gets traded. Right. Exactly. At this point, uh, Al Horford is is his. I don't, I don't want to say he fell off a cliff because I have no idea how he was flying to begin with. Um, <laughs> but it's but at his age, it's impressive. I'm proud. I, I agree with you. His defense is good, not great, and he is an old man, and I think the starting lineup with him in it needs to go. I need, I think that is a problem with this team. I don't have a lot of issue. I, I don't have – I'm sorry. I, I have <laughs> Reel it in. LOL. <laughs> LOL. I don't have a lot of solutions for this current roster as it stands, but one I do have is Al Horford needs less minutes, and if there is a roster switch I have in mind, it is getting a power forward. We don't have, and I don't want. I don't want Tatum to go there. I want to still be big without having the two bigs. 
Ime says we need to play through the bigs at the end of the game. We need a leader to step up. I wish you made a captain, friend. Remember when you were going to make a captain or two? Maybe then someone would feel, I don't know, like they need to step up, even if they don't. Like the media would buy into that and be like, the Cavs, the captain of this team. Like, what's going on? Like, right the ship. We have, uh, we have an, an, an what I, I think at this point, we just need to call an embarrassing amount of team play, like team, like player only meetings, player only team meetings. Um, <laughs> It's just like, oh my god! Here we go. The the cork has popped, Andrew. I'm just gonna rip. Yep. I, I knew this uh, was coming. You, you could feel. I could feel the, my to, my own tone, and I noticed <laughs> that I haven't stopped my jaw in a bit. Uh, it's just, I I am deflated. I am defeated. Watching this basketball team night in and night out, every single game is the only word to describe that activity is masochism. You are. It, I have friends who are jumping. Are just like I think I need to give it a break. Like I, I have. There's. It's mentally. It's mentally draining some of these people. I saw another quote from Jason Tatum today talking about how, um, you know, it's it's been really like it, like being a rookie and getting to the conference finals is like confusing. Or I'm paraphrasing horribly, but like you know, clearly it takes hard work. I thought it was easy, and this happens all the time. And it's like, okay, dude, like. Ooh, uh, uh, this quote should have came out two or three years ago because uh, it's been four or five since you've been there. Um, right. So I just uh, I don't know what to do. I don't want to break up the Jays. I don't have an argument anymore. And and here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're all just passengers. No, one, I don't think any media or any fan or any amount of booing at the garden it's going to influence Brad Stevens and what he's going to do with his team and the opportunities he's going to give. I because here's the here's the other thing. I don't think his seat is hot. Media can cr- turn up the the temperature as much as they think they are. I don't think his seat is hot. And here's the other thing. I, and and the ultimate thing that no one is addressing at all. And what he even went on Toucher and Rich and said uh, this week. And Toucher and Rich apparently are throwing like shade at him and being like kind of nasty and like. Rich like apologized to the fans for how he was to Brad Stevens, which was clearly just like an ego brush. Because of course, all the fans were like, "You you're speaking for all of us, brother." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, like, here's the here's the thing. What is the move? What on earth is the move? Br- Bradley, like, I, I had to listen to Zach Lowe's trade ideas. I love Zach Lowe. I had to listen to his trade ideas. We're not getting Bradley Beal for Jalen. But like, like, what is the move for Dame? Why are we doing that trade? Dame's thirty-one. Like, uh, Jalen's twenty-five. What, what, what are we doing? What is the option other than trying to figure this out and just calling it a year? We weren't going to win this year. We're going to be annoyed. Like, I think we're going to be worse than we should be. But what we weren't going to win this year, and maybe, maybe that's what a lot of, you know, like we said, Boston fandom won't accept. But like the people at the, the Boston Twitter is toxic. Like, not only do I, I have to deal with this team just like absolutely just like like being like, don't worry, I'm potty trained and I'm going to go to bed. And then they're just like shitting all over the bed, just like constantly <laughs> every time, just repeatedly shitting everywhere all over the bed. And that, I'm, I'm sorry, but that is just that is all that's the only the only way in the world to describe this week of Celtics basketball. It's fine. I couldn't possibly think of another one. Right. They're just little toddlers that shit the bed constantly. But I don't know how to fix them. They just got to grow up. I don't know what to do. 
I want some of these people to mature. I want Peyton Pritchard to get more minutes. I want young guys to get more minutes. I want Al Horford to get less minutes. I want old people to get less minutes. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's just like we need smaller goals. And so I watch this team just shit all over the bed. And then I go on Twitter and I watch people throw tantrums and just have these fantastical, non-realistic solutions to what this team should do. It's ridiculous. It's I'm I'm so sick of it. And it's just, it's a hard time to be a fan. It's not fun. It's not fun right now. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think it's going to get fun. I don't think this team's going to. I could see this team making zero moves before the deadline. Zero. Like not not even building around what we have. Not even leaning into. No, we are keeping the Jays, and knowing we need to improve. I don't know why we got Wancho Hernan Gomez. We need a power forward. He needs more minutes. I think if he's garbage, then we need to move him. I don't know. It's just oh, it's it's bad. Well, so, uh, dude, I don't, I don't even know. I don't. There's so much that just happened that now I don't even know what to say. It's just there's nothing to say. It's just I, there is no move out there. Maybe a move, maybe a move needs to happen. What is it? Someone convince me of a realistic move that can happen, and then maybe, maybe I'll side off on it. Because honestly, I've given up. I don't want them to break up the Jays. But when, when your own media guy who does the intermission reports is also the face of ESPN's hot takes. And he's saying they need to trade that one of them. Now it's just, it's about to get more annoying. It's like, it's even worse than just it being in the media. It's just like, it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be annoying now. It's going to be, it's more of a conversation than it has been. And it's going to keep getting louder is my opinion. Well, so I think that the, one of the major issues obviously amongst other things is that, We've lost a lot of these games by one, giving up huge leads, and two, losing by a, bu- a bucket or whatever. Like, we're not losing by a lot on some of these games. Like, we could be in a lot better position had we just been able to close out games. So, I think that's why people are so frustrated as well, because it's not just like, yeah, we're bad, man. We're getting blown out. We're losing, whatever. It's like, we're giving up. We're, we're better We've lost than six of seven games when there's five point when when the score the lead is within five or less or like we're leading. That's terrible. With, with two minutes left, we've lost six of seven. So like I remember three or four of those being buzzer beaters. Yeah, uh, and, and like it's just and like that's tough, but that doesn't fix this. And it doesn't the the team with one. We are we are basically five hundred with. One of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and we were 500 with both of them. So, again, I don't know what to do with that. Dude. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. We need, we need... Josh Richardson plays well off the bench. <laughs> You're going to bring back ISO Joe? Well, no, they're not gonna. But everyone was like, "We loved his time here," and I think everyone was like, "We're getting yelled at by a guy who's actually right." And we yeah. don't like it. Oh so God, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like every yeah. week we say, "Well, hopefully it's better next week," and then it's not. that's all. That's all I got. That's all. That's all I got. The play Al Horford last. Stop starting him. I don't care if he needs to be a starter. If he's gonna be fussy, he needs to recognize his own output. His sister who I love and is a great follow on Twitter. Shout out to Anna Horford. Um, His sister was like, uh, basically like uh, Al, you know, this is when he slows down and then he has a big push in the playoffs and it's like, okay, great. Then let's bench him while he slows down. It's hurt. It's hurting us. And he gets benched at the end of the games and he should be benched sooner. 
There's a abysmal Sh- Schroeder turnover late last game in the midst of him having a fantastic game. It's just frustrating, man. Jalen Brown missing the layup to tie the game oh, to put it to overtime. That was rough. Spurs. And then the circus, honestly, Jason Tatum buzzer beater from R.J. Barrett in Jason Tatum's eye at the Garden after a 25-point lead. It's just – it's 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 so bad, and we're losing, like, in such painful ways that it's it's literally kind of comical. It's like one <laughs> of those things where it's just like it's, – it's funny how bad it is right now. It's so bad. What it, Let me ask you this. What is the point of no return as far as, like, how – when you get to – a certain point that you can't dig yourself out to either make a playoff push or there is no, it's a lost season, you know, that it, there is no fixing it. Is it soon? I mean, we're flirting with it. I think, you yeah. know, I, I, there's a real, there's a real chance that being 500 or sub 500 is like playing, but like the low end of playing and maybe even, I mean, the East is really stacked, man. They're really yeah. deep. I, I'd be surprised at this point if the Celtics aren't in the play-in in terms of being better than it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we missed the playoffs, and I, I certainly think we're 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 not destined for the play-in. I think we're we're fighting for it, and I think we'll find ourselves in the ninth or ninth or tenth, ninth or tenth seed when all is said and done. This week, I was if we turn stuff around this week, I think I was gonna I think you would have heard a different version of me, and you know. <laughs> But I don't know. But this don't seems to be it. the version that everyone loves. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it doesn't boy. help your blood pressure, though. Oh man, no, nope. Recently medicated on high blood pressure medicine. How are we doing? Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh man, so I I uh, I yield my time and uh, the Patriots. <laughs> No, I want to, I want to wrap up this episode with something actually. So, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I got nothing and, uh, <laughs> I, I hope, I hope we play better. Me, me <laughs> too, man. That's how dark it is. I don't even have specific shit I can get mad about. I don't get it anymore. We're yeah. Just, we don't, we're not good. Well, we have a special episode coming up for you guys, um, within the next couple weeks. And we want to get other people involved with it as well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're still listening to the podcast at this point, we appreciate it. You're an hour into the show. So, you know, it, that's commitment. But yes. we want you guys to tell us, um, you know, it could be your favorite episode that we've done or it can be uh, specifically we'd love to hear about people's best experience, whether it's at a game or, you know, you traveled to a game or some memorable moment that, you know, if you were at the Cup in 2011, something like that, or the parade, like, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear some fan interaction and get some people on here to tell their stories and stuff that they um, they enjoy about the sports that we love. So it can be hockey, it can be basketball. And like I said, it could be a trip, it could be a specific game, or just a memory. Um, and we'll be sharing some of our favorites of games that we've been at and things that we've experienced as fans over, God, 30 years now. Uh, oh, it, it hurts to say it out loud, but... <laughs> but, you know, we want to hear from you guys. If you guys got good stories, then, you know, send us a, a message on Instagram or Twitter or send us an email and we will get you on the show and and uh, and, and get your story out there. Please, thank you for listening, guys. I re- we really appreciate it. We made it to a hundred. 
Yeah, we're almost there. We want to make it a special episode. We'll see it too. See it too. Hundred. <laughs> see you at two hundred. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, what, re- I wonder what the teams will look like then. Oh God, it's gonna be uh, Jalen and Jason still doing the same thing. You know what? That's great. Then I got my wish. I don't want them to break up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's only those two. Yeah. That's fine. And Taco Falls back, by the way. Oh, you know what? Now you're teasing me with a good time. You know, that would Head be... Coach Isaiah Thomas. That would be a pretty cool thing to do at some point, too, is to uh, estimate where the team is going to be or how many championships they would have within five years or something like that or give some predictions of what might happen. But we'll do that at some point. We want to hear from you guys on our, on our uh, episode coming up. So reach out to us. Let us know. We want we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. So we will we will definitely do what we can to get you on and and you know get some story shared. Yeah, and as always, hit our lines. Yes, absolutely. Leave us some voicemails, uh, texts, whatever you got. Be a part of the conversation. We love it when you are. Yeah, the more interaction, the better. We love interacting with the people that listen and getting their hot takes, not just our own. Because a lot of times we're wrong. Hey, <laughs> but there's no right answer with the Celtics, so there's no right answer with anything apparently. So, no. oh god! All right, till next time. Andrew. Yeah, we'll we'll Happy catch New you guys. Year, by the way, huh? Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, same to you, buddy. I'm I'm yeah. hoping that this year, COVID wise, is a little bit better than the last two. Me too. But no comment. About to lose the Super Bowl over here. No, let's uh, I'm let's end it before we before we get a little bit too dark here. Yeah, that's a good point. Stretch. Let's throw it to our boys. Stretched. Watch two.